0: Show regular Carl Budge joins the program now, and uh, we're talking this time about Wazza. Can I call her Wazza, or is that not the coolest thing to do when it comes to uh, one of the best uh, tennis players in uh, women's modern history? Well, I
1: don't know, mate. Her fiancé is about seven foot tall, so I'd, I'd probably be more worried about him
0: than her. Ms uh, coming to the ASP Classic. <laughs> this is great news for all, Carl.
1: Yeah, awesome result for us, and, um, you know, uh, not a not an overly uh, surprising surprising one for us to say. We know she loves it here, and um, you know when when you've got the world number two and and a Grand Slam champion wanting to come back, it's uh, it's a pretty nice position for the tournament to be. In.
0: So, but your position's always a bit odd because of this top ten situation, isn't it? Do you want to just walk us through that again, Carl?
1: Yeah, we we ultimately had to make a call which player we wanted to be our top ten, and um, yeah, we we weighed up a number of players as I've sort of talked about uh, over the last little while. But I think uh, you know, Caroline is a is a fan favourite here. She's as uh, I say number two in the world, and and the fact that she uh, uh, she loves the place here so much and has always performed well. I think it ultimately became a no-brainer for us that that was the best place for us to go this year.
0: So what happens with other women who are who are teetering on on the team? Because you've got a couple haven't you? Yeah, so that's, that's a
1: nice challenge for us. So the, the, the beauty of locking away players like Caroline and Venus early is uh, you, you've got some structure to what you're doing but it also makes those next conversations a little bit more challenging uh, waiting for, to see where players finish. So people like our defending champion Julia Gerges who um, May finish top ten. We've got to wait and see what happens with her now. Um, so it, yeah, it certainly changes the dynamic of some of those conversations. But uh, yeah, I think uh, given given the scenario, we'd, we'd take the number two player in the world any day.
0: Mm, I know you've told me this before, but I've got no memory, and I'm sure the audience haven't heard. So I'll ask again: When's your cut off date for the team? When do you actually have to make that decision and say, Yep, yeah, Julie, we want you." Or like, no, I'm sorry, you're too good. What's the? Is it the day of the tournament? Is it a week out? What's the timing?
1: It, it's ultimately for us the year end rankings, so it's it's. The technical role is six weeks before the start of the tournament. However, given we're the first tournament of the year, it actually ends up being the, the year-end rankings for us. Um, so that, that will happen the first week of November. Um, and so off the back of that, we'll know the, the Julia, she's sitting number 10 in the world at the moment. Um, will she finish top 10 or will she actually drop out to 12 or so? She's defending a lot of points, so our, our hope is that she does in a, in a crude way where we're, we're hoping for the mediocre results for Julia for the next couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, and then that gives us an opportunity to try and have her again.
0: It's bloody handy, the first tournament of the year, and you get that leeway. I expect other tournaments don't have that luxury, do they, Carl?
1: Well, you, you get it both ways. There's a, you, you get we we get players that potentially drop out, uh, where they get players that come in. So the the year-end top ten list is the year uh, is the top ten list for the entire year. So if you think of a player, and I, I mentioned it to I think on your show last time, someone like a Sloane Stevens that was outside the top hundred going into Wimbledon last year, wins US Open and finishes top ten, uh, she's not considered a top ten player for the remainder of that year. Um, so you, there's, you can really at the back end of the season it actually gives you more opportunities to have higher ranked players but it also it, it is slightly harder to plan a long way in advance like I guess doing an extent we're able to do
0: Is it the best system that can be utilised do you think?
1: No I don't and we're, we're campaigning pretty hard and I think we're going to be successful in changing it um, it, it ultimately won't change much for us um, given we will still be the first tournament of the year but a uh, rolling six week live ranking I think is is probably the most fair way of doing because it it becomes bloody hard for a a couple of years ago Dominika Sibulkova made the final of the Australian Open and finished the year number nine Uh, two weeks into the new year when he'd lost those points from the Australian Open she dropped to 60 in the world yet was considered a a top 10 player so it is a bloody strange way of doing it and, and the ATP don't have it. And I think it's one of those things that the WTA is, is and, and should review as well.
0: And is that something it has been backed up by the tournament directors?
1: Yeah, it is. So we're, we're all pretty supportive of it. We had a, a meeting on it in New York a couple of weeks ago and um, we're all very supportive of it. It is one of those ones that's just a, a no-brainer ultimately that uh, you, know, uh, you can have such fluctuations in, um, in ranking points and you know, we, we need a system that enables that mobility.
0: And when's that likely to be rubber-stamped, do you think, Carl? Look,
1: I I think it'll be for the 2020 season, so nothing will change, I I hazard a guess, for next year. Either way, for us, it won't matter, given our field will already be live by then. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's certainly one of those improvements that I think as a sport we need to try and do.
0: What about the limitation around top 10 players at women's events? Does that need to change, or is that suitably restricted?
1: Oh, I actually think it's okay. I, uh, it's weird being a tournament director of a, um, of a smaller tournament that doesn't mind that rule, um, but I, I think it's a fair rule. Uh, if, if you look at Brisbane, um, you know, they, they have four times the prize and they double the ranking points. So I think they should have greater access to uh, all teams than we do. Um, uh, to me, I think keeping it limited means we'll keep our future if we start being too greedy, I think you'll see those bigger tournaments campaigning for us to have less. And so, um, I think the way that the system works at the moment is is pretty fair.
0: And Carl, what else are we looking at? How many more announced? I mean, it's that time now, isn't it? The sun's come out, daylight saving has hit, so now it's kind of a regular thing where you keep releasing the hounds for your tournament. What's coming up next?
1: Yeah, well, today was a uh, was slightly unexpected, so uh, <laughs> we. Uh, as they as they come available, we will start talking about it. We know we've got another at least another two, if not another three deals done, um, but getting the approval to start talking about it's always the more challenging piece with players. Um, and so we're we we know that we're sitting pretty. We've just got to get to a point where we can actually get them announced. And so um, yeah, severely hoping that. Uh, that over the coming weeks uh, we'll have some more announcements to make, but I, I would suggest even as soon as later this week we'll have some more announcements on the men's side as well.
0: Yeah, so this is both men's and women's, and are you satisfied that you're going, your draw is going to be complete. You're not like desperate. There's no large gaping holes anywhere.
1: No, look, I, I think we're sitting really, good, really pretty at the moment. To be honest, it's um, I, I, the, the men's field. I think is the most exciting field I've put together. That um, it's, it's got such a huge mix of genuine new talent, top end rankings. Um, the the next wave of players and some genuine superstars too. So, um, I, I'm I'm absolutely delighted with the men's field and a women's field headlined by, I think we've got the best part of a hundred weeks at world number one: Justin, Caroline, and Venus. So, um, yeah, we're we're pretty well situated at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to hurry up and start actually crowing about
0: it. Yeah, okay. And uh, what about people who want to uh, secure their positions? Are tickets on sale yet? Yeah, they are. So
1: we, we went live with um, with ticket sales, so the, the back end of the week's already looking pretty full, as it tends to be. Um, but uh, yeah, still some availability. That that I think those early days uh, this year will be probably some of our strongest, given the fields uh, that are starting to shape up.
0: Mate, use this show to tell people the URL. How do they book their tickets, Carl?
1: They can go to asdeclassic.co.nz or, or jump straight to Ticket Deck. So either way... Uh, you can, uh, you can jump on and, and secure your ticket.
0: Wishing you all the success, Mr. Budge. The way things are going, you're about to buy yourself an AstroTurf Pocket Square by the end of the year. Thanks for your time.
1: <laughs> Mate, much appreciated.